0: From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Elise Hammond.
1: And I'm Beth Greenman. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities.
0: This week, we'll tell you about some of the differences between American college living experiences and German college living experiences.
2: They don't spend as much time for preparing food and then eating the food. It's just they warm something up in the microwave and then they rush into their room and then they eat it by themselves watching Netflix. And we spend way more time in the kitchen and in the shared rooms than than the people I lived with.
1: Plus, we'll take a look at some interesting figurines around campus. We'll give you all the details and more coming up right here on the outlet. Shared room life for the U.S. college roommates, it's a quintessential experience for most American students. But across the Atlantic, European students have a different idea of what a college roommate experience should be like. Outlet reporter Lauren Ramoser tells us more about
3: her and her fellow German students' perspective on campus life in America. Sharing rooms is not a thing at German colleges. Your dorm room might be small, but there is at least a door to separate you from your flatmates. And most students don't even live in dorms. They share apartments off campus, and usually roommates end up feeling like family. You might not share a room, but you do end up sharing more of your life, says Lisa Röver, a German student currently studying at Ohio University.
2: They don't spend as much time for preparing food and then eating the food. It's just they warm something up in the microwave and then they rush into their room and then they eat it by themselves watching Netflix. And we spend way more time in the kitchen and in the shared rooms than than the people I lived with.
3: According to Ohio University Housing, 84% of students who live on campus share their room with at least one roommate. The university requires students to live on campus for at least two years. But sharing your private space with another person, regardless of if they are a stranger or someone you know, is a big learning experience for many students, no matter where you are from. Precious Oliver Sanya remembers how hard it was to get used to her roommate's habits.
4: My roommate was a big fan of Friends, and she would basically play it out loud on her computer every day. Every single evening she would be playing Friends, and I'm not really a big fan of that show. I really dislike it, but now I think I've seen it all just because she would play it out loud, and I really don't like that. I'm not a fan of Friends, so that was really annoying. That was a bad experience.
3: The best-case scenario for sharing a room with someone is, of course, the creation of a close bond. It's a welcome outcome in both Germany and the United States. But in the U.S., that bond may form through the necessity of living with someone. In Germany, it comes from a desire to create a family-like relationship with those who choose to be your roommates, something that Lisa misses in the U.S.,
2: The major difference is that in Germany we usually cook together, like having dinner together, and here it was only that my roommates came along and they were always like, oh, it smells so good, but they never ended up eating with me together the food that I made.
3: These differences can be traced back to the traits that are ingrained in most Americans' personalities. The American polite but distant way of communicating is a major difference to the very direct way of addressing people in Germany. And Lisa also had to face these cultural differences in her shared apartments.
2: The first apartment I lived in was, uh, we were just having the same apartment, but we didn't have a community kind of thing. So we, I lived there for four months and we didn't spend a single evening together. I uh, suggested that we could eat pizza or something together at some point and they were always like, oh yeah, that sounds so good, we should totally do that, but we never did it.
3: Lisa now shares a different apartment with roommates and has a more family feel to her living situation. For me, it's another thing I've learned about my country through my experiences in America. As an international student, I thought having a door to protect your own privacy was the most important aspect of housing. But the American college housing system shows how many advantages an open living space brings. Closing a door isn't the only thing you need to call a place home. For The Outlet, I'm Lauren Ramosa.
0: Time it right, and you might see people looking intently in and around the nooks and crannies of buildings on Ohio University's campus. Abby Grisey has more on just what these people are looking for,
5: and why. Around parts of campus, those with keen eyes are finding small moments of joy in places you wouldn't expect.
4: It started in... November and December, everyone else seemed to be finding them. Um, My coworkers were finding them and they would come in and show it to me. And I was really jealous because I hadn't seen any, you know, in the wild yet.
5: Until mid-December, when media specialist Claire Berlin finally found that moment of joy.
4: I found a cute little pink elephant on the first floor, like tucked in between some of the pillars. And that was the highlight of my whole week because I had actually found my first one and I could be part of the group.
5: The cute little pink elephant she's talking about is one of almost 200 small clay figurines. That's according to our last count. They are popping up all over the radio television building and schoonover and even inside our newsroom. They range from animals to cartoon characters to inanimate objects. Most of them have eyes and are small enough to fit in the palm of your hand. And forgive me if I'm editorializing, but they're really cute.
4: So these are my, probably my all-time favorites right now and I actually had them at home on my Christmas tree over the holiday and then I brought them back into the office. But
5: the thing about these critters is that we don't know who is making them.
4: I like not knowing who's doing this because it could be anyone that I'm talking to at any time and it just I think it's really special and magical not to know who it is. And most of the people
5: I've talked to feel like Claire. They don't want to know who the artist is because it'll ruin the magic. But as a journalist, I had to at least try and find out who the artist is. So I started asking around without much luck until I finally found someone who knows the identity of the anonymous artist, who folks at WUB started calling the figurine fairy. Using my contact as a go-between, I asked to be let in on the secret. Unfortunately, according to my source, Figurine Fairy wanted to remain anonymous. I thought the story was dead. Until later that day, an email popped into my inbox from someone named Figurine Fairy. Literally, Figurine Fairy was in their email address. The Figurine Fairy was apologetic about wanting to remain anonymous but they were gracious enough to answer some of my questions via email. They say they were shocked to see such a positive response to their creations and had expected to find them smashed to pieces. The figurine fairy says, quote, The world can be a mean and ugly place that will chew you up if you let it. I know that I'm not the only person out there who has experienced the dark part of life and wanted to give others something to smile about. The Figurine Fairy has certainly given Paula Linscott, a student success advisor in the Scripps College, something to smile about.
4: Every single one of them has like a special meeting um, because it like connects with something in my life.
5: Paula says this is an example of one person making a difference, spreading joy and kindness. And for her, this is more than just a treasure hunt
4: while she's on a break at work. I think because I see and I feel all of the, the hard parts of life and the hard parts of existing in this world. I need something special and positive. And so I look for that every day. And it's really comforting that sometimes I don't have to look for it. It literally just, I, I, I'm walking and there it is. I don't have to try to find joy, like someone's giving it to me. Um, so I think that what this person is doing, is really, really powerful.
5: When I first started covering this story, I thought it would just be a fun, silly little story for our website and Facebook page. But I've realized it's so much bigger than that. Bigger than little clay toasters, or chickens, or gnomes, or penguins. This is about finding light in the darkest of times and spreading joy. And it might sound cheesy, but I think that's something we can all learn from. For The Outlet, I'm Abby Griset.
1: If you see any figurines around campus, tweet us. Tag at outlet underscore W O U B on Twitter and use the hashtag CuteClayCreatures.
4: Hey, everyone. I'm Mitchell Lyons, and he's Russ Heltman, your co-host of Sportsbeat, a weekly radio show that recaps the action in Ohio athletics and looks ahead to what's coming up. You can listen to Sportsbeat on 1340 AM on Thursdays from 6 to 7, or listen online at web.org listen.
0: That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us.
1: The Outlet is co-produced and hosted each week by me, Beth Greenman, and Elise Haymond.
0: We're edited by Atish Baidia, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter.
1: Adam Rich is our technical assistant. Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos, and Dalton Pritt mixes our show. Subscribe to
0: The Outlet on SoundCloud and iTunes, or follow us online at wub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at outlet underscore and on Instagram, wub underscore outlet. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities.
1: Thanks for listening.